it'll be a good opportunity for you guys to make some money and be on your own for a little bit yeah. and come, come here. And we're like thinking about it and we're like, you know what? Why not? Let's do it. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Our Path Podcast. I'm Drew. I'm Tony. I'm Dean. And I'm Becca. All right, guys. So today, very exciting. We are our first installation of what we call the Their Path Podcast. So basically what that means is we're going to interview people who we think have a very interesting path in life and also like a different path in life. So not like they're just doing the regular thing. They're kind of doing their own thing. Uh, today, we have Becca Russell on the podcast. Hey. <laughs> get Let's go. Hyped. So interesting. Before we even get into anything, Becca was actually there. We might have even touched on it in episode three. Um, she was actually there Go for the conception it. of the podcast, yes. the night it all was created. So it's pretty interesting that she's actually the first guest. It just feels appropriate. Wow, um, I feel a little left out here. <laughs> Tony Sorry, wasn't there because Tony's there. fake. Yeah. But I am fake. Without further ado, I think we got to let Becca tell her story here. I mean, briefly fill us in on who you are and what you're doing and why you're there. Like the, the really the origin story, because you work at Chick-fil-A, but right. where did that all start? Well, that would be a whole lot of stuff but um yep i am becca and um as these guys know i currently work at chick-fil-a um here in buffalo new york but i didn't always work at chick-fil-a in buffalo i'm actually originally from nebraska omaha baby yeah there's a lot that goes into that like the move from nebraska to here but um yeah i just feel like everything that i've done has been like kind of out of the norm which is kind of what you guys are like talking about in these podcasts Mm -hmm. like yeah. Like you said, it's like, you know, a lot of people will go down kind of the same old path where it's like, okay, um, I'm out of high school. I got to go to college now. Oh, I'm in college now. I want to, you know, find my spouse. And then you find your spouse and then you have kids. And it's like all these like things that I feel like. The white are like picket fence. Of, yeah. Oh, the like American the American dream, quote right. unquote. Yeah. I feel like um, so many people in our generation are kind of like trying to get out of that loop you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. we're all in our 20s early 20s i'm 19 i'm sorry i'm also 19 oh Oh, no we're both fake you'll you'll be in the 20s club soon enough yeah we're still young i can't wait to get old you know what i mean (laughs) like really (laughs) (laughs) like mm, it's this year (laughs) (laughs) um you know like our generation is trying to you know promote themselves on tiktok and trying to get money off of being an influencer or you know going and finding their own path whether it's like real estate or, um, you know, making money off of Instagram or all these different things that yeah. I feel like our generation is kind of trying to get out of like, break the, break yeah, the, the nine to five jobs mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, going to college and having to do that. I don't know, like personally, I don't know a ton of people who are like going to college for a certain and job. Cr- and are like, crazy about it. <laughs> yeah. And, and like it. <laughs> I know a lot of people going to college, but I don't know a lot of people who are actually like crazy about college. Which I don't is know anybody who's crazy about but college, actually. Yeah. I, I, for context, Drew and I um, met Becca when we first started working at Chick-fil-A, um, October of 2020. Yeah, and around there. what was interesting to me is because I had just, um, I had just decided in August that I wasn't going to college. Uh, mm. Drew and I both. So must be nice. <laughs> there I was Very at, cool. you know, in September trying to figure out, well, okay, look, I, I'm taking this gap year, at least what I thought was going to be a gap year. What do I do with my time? Because I've got months and months and months to work with. And now I don't know what I'm doing. And Drew's in the same boat. So I'm kind of thinking like, oh, I do I have time for two jobs? And it's like, well, I have, all, I have all the time in the world. I don't have anything going on. So I worked at Wegmans too, um, alongside Chick-fil-A, but that's where we ended up meeting Becca, Drew and I. And mm-hmm. what was interesting to me is because I've never actually heard somebody say, 
I want to own my own franchise, like in anything. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard people say, like, oh, you know, I think owning this could be cool. It, it but would I've be never, nice. Yeah, I've never seen somebody actually pursuing it and like deciding that's going to be a career choice. And that was very interesting to me, especially because yeah. you're not in college either. Um, right. So I just I want you to touch a little bit on that journey from working at Chick Fil A as a normal person to being a director to hopefully one day um, working above directors in your own restaurant. Yeah. So, well, let's go back to my Nebraska days, I should say. So the only reason that I actually started working at Chick-fil-A is because I actually felt left out of my friend group. So (laughs) all of my friends start working at this place when I'm in high school. And I'm like, man, like they all have all these stories coming back to me about how fun it is. And I'm like missing out. Yeah. So got that um, FOMO going on. Yeah, I really did. And so my brother actually, my younger brother wanted to apply for that Chick-fil-A because he also felt left out. And I was still kind of like, "Mm, I'm not going to go because I had a job at DSW at the time and I thought it was like a good job. And so my brother goes in for an interview um, and he's 14. Like he's not really that old. And Andy, if you guys know Andy, you know how he is, but he, he looks at him. He's like, hey, so this is your interview. Do you think you'd be a good worker? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I trust you. You're hired. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm just, like, that was it. <laughs> wow. Just for, for context, Andy is the franchise owner of the Buffalo Chick-fil-A that we worked at and Becca currently works at. Yes. He, he owns the place there. So Man, just for was, context. That was one intense interview, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And um, he also owned the one in Omaha that I worked at and then later relocated here. Mm -hmm. But um, so that was his interview. And I'm kind of like sitting at a table that's like super kind of close because he's 14. And I was like nervous for him. He's my little brother. Mm -hmm. Um, And Andy kind of turns to me and he's like, so why don't you work for me? (laughs) And I'm like, well, I work at DSW right now. I make like 925. And he's like, I'll pay you nine fifty if you work for me. I said, deal. Say <laughs> less. <laughs> yeah, I needed I needed money for a car. So that was kind of like really, you know, on a whim, like Chick Fil A, and then it just changed my whole life. Like just that yeah, conversation those small that I had. Little things that'll change your whole life, right? Like, that. like yeah. it's crazy. Um, so I started working at Chick Fil A, and I was horrible when i tell you i was so bad i was like the worst team member ever like my first tray that i was delivering dropped it all over the floor like shakes everywhere i cut like the shake base and it like i didn't hold it so it spilled everywhere all oh drop soups out the window to this old guy all these things um (laughs) we won't get into too much if that old guy's listening right now we're sorry (laughs) you know continuing on in the omaha store uh i was a team member and i wasn't doing so good um but I really did like my personality. I just want to get better and I want to, you know, be the best that I can be in anywhere that I'm at. So yeah. I heard some things that people were like getting a little annoyed that I wasn't very good. And I was like, man, like, how can I do better? Like, I just want to be good. And so I start closing with people. I start learning how to do things and helping other people out instead of just thinking about mm-hmm. me. Like, oh, how mm-hmm. can I be a good team member? Um, now I'm thinking about others, like how can I help them get out quicker yeah. or, you know, different things like that. And I think changing that mindset in my brain um, helped me to get to be a team lead at night. Um, also, the fact that um, our other team leads got fired helped that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I mean, insider trading here. Oh. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the details of that, but. Um, they had to be let go. And so I was the only person or one of the only people that could close every night. And because I had learned um, how to close and everything like that, they were like, this is perfect for you. This is a perfect time for you. 
So I started closing the restaurant down um, like at 17 and doing the drawers and different things like that. And during this time, I find that there's an employee in the back named Brayden Russell. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> His boy. name sounds kind of familiar. <laughs> um, but we'll get into that King. a little. <laughs> we love him. Shout out, Brayden. <laughs> um, I don't get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tony, we're, you're going to leave now. That's so, the idea. So you start working at Chick-fil-A. How, what year was this? 2017. 2017, start working at Chick-fil-A. Um, how long did it take you to realize that, okay, I see what Andy's doing. That's interesting. I want to do that. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Like, when was that? When did that light bulb moment go off? That happened way later. Way later? Yeah. So... You know, I meet Brayden. Obviously, we start dating. Um, things are going well. Um, obviously, eventually, he proposes. And when he proposes, I, I had already been promoted to day manager because I had graduated out of high school. Okay. So obviously, uh, you know, I go from nighttime closing team lead and then to day manager, which I also have to deal with money and different things. Um, so I'm like kind of right behind Jeanette at that point um, because the store is not that big. So I'm learning a lot leadership wise, but mm-hmm. I'm also growing in our relationship. So that was great. Um yeah. And then pretty much right after Braden promote, uh, proposed to me, we found out that Andy like applied for another Chick-fil-A. And it, at first it was so devastating. Like this mm-hmm. small restaurant loves Andy. I mean, he's in there every day putting in the work, being the silly guy that he is the best boss ever. And then I find out that he wants to move away. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with my life? <laughs> so, Can't beat him, join him. Yeah. Um, and he eventually obviously asked Brayden and I like, Hey, um, since you guys need money, obviously for a big wedding, why don't you guys come with me, open up my store, be in these positions, Becca, you'll be perfect for this spot. Cause you've been growing and Brayden, you'll get there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. You don't listen to this anyways, Brayden. It's fine. <laughs> um, and it'll be a good opportunity for you guys to make some money and be on your own for a little bit yeah. and come, come here. And we're like thinking about it and we're like, you know what, why not? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was obviously a big move for us. But once we did that and there was a lot that happened <laughs> for grand opening and all that. But once we did that and Brayden like learned a lot of the ropes, cause I don't know if y'all know this, but Brayden was just a kitchen team member and he never was any leadership before oh. he became a director. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so now he's really good. He's really a great kitchen director. Yeah, I, you I wouldn't worked, know. No, yeah. I worked under Braden for a good eight months. Yeah. You wouldn't know that he didn't have prior real leadership yeah. experience. Yeah. Um, but he filled the role really well. And um, once he kind of got into that zone and we kind of started falling more in love with Chick-fil-A through like grand openings that we were put on, we were like thinking about it and we we're like, this would be such a good opportunity for us, like eventually. Yeah. So that's kind of, it was kind of the move here that pushed us and going to grand openings and seeing how much Braden grew in this, you know, spot, I guess, um, just made us realize like, this is what we want to do. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause there's, I've never really, I've never really heard a lot of people who have said they, like I said earlier, I've never heard somebody say, yeah, I want to open a franchise. Hmm. So you graduated and you were still working at Chick-fil-A at the time, right? Mm-hmm. What made you decide that you wanted to stay there and not, you know, pursue college or go down yes. a different path like that? Brayden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, but it was just 
I was working there. I was getting good money. I had no other real plans um, because I I wanted to be in beauty school. It was too expensive. I was not going to spend that much money. Yeah. Being a realtor was like an option, but I was so focused on um, getting better at my manager position at Chick-fil-A and I, I yeah. felt like I was good in it. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. like, it was like, it was meant, I was meant for that place. Yeah. Right. And all my friends were there. So it was a good spot for me to be in right out of high school. Yeah. I think what a lot of people forget is that when you're out of high school, you're like, what, 17, 18, 18 at the most usually? I graduated right. at 17. So, yeah, yeah it's like, I was young. I was seven, little. Yeah, we're, Drew and I graduated young as well. Oh, geez, I was 18. We That's graduated the old, at 17, old man. Actually. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but when you get out of high school, you're you're 18, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, there is no reason you should have to rush into college. If you're working yeah. at a spot, you're a manager, you're making good money, and you're with all your friends. Like, obviously, don't stay in that comfort zone forever. But right. if it's going to, if you're building up capital to one day support something you actually care about, right. why wouldn't you stay there? I mean, it's something we've talked about on this podcast a few times, but it just seems like a no-brainer. Right. So I'm glad you actually were able to to see that and recognize it and act on it. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that, you know, you brought it up and everything because I think a lot of people think that they have to leave. They have to yeah. leave that job. Right. They have to leave those people behind. Or they kind of expect to get that promotion kind of real quick too. Yeah. Like they don't, yeah. they don't wait for their time. Like mm-hmm. time is important. Sometimes you mm-hmm. got to learn and sometimes you got to be more patient with it, but it'll come, you know? Yeah. I agree. I agree. Like you probably... Um, have that with the, you know, real estate test or quiz or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, I mean, with <laughs> real, real estate, estate, it's... it's <laughs> I don't know. A lot. I saw a stat once. It's um out of the 100% of people, obviously, that uh, want to be a real estate agent, in the first year, only 15% of those people who got their license are actually still doing it because people think that, like, you get into this space and it's like, okay, well, all these people are going to flood my client base and mm-hmm. I'm going to make all this money in the first year. And then you start, and for six months, it's nothing. <laughs> You're just yeah. learning. Like, that's where Dean and I are right now. Right now. And I, I always talk to my broker. I'm like, I feel so unproductive. Like, what, yeah. can I do something? And he's like, it's how it is, man. First year, like, that's how it is. Just get used to it. It doesn't happen so quick. I so, that's thanks to social media, though. Yeah, those, I mean, like, billionaire pages I, or I feel like that's what happens with everything now is people think yeah. that I'm going to jump right into this and it's going to be perfect. I'm going to get everything right off the bat. People want yeah. kind of like the get instant. rich quick mindset. Yeah. So like to kind of to kind of bring it back to relevancy here, um, what I see on social media sometimes is like you want to become a millionaire. Chick-fil-A only costs 10 grand to open up a franchise. You're like, oh, that's it. I got 10 grand sitting around right, right now. But obviously it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. So if you would be so kind to enlighten us on the process of yes. of how this works, where you got to start and how you should end, all that stuff. Yeah. So um, if you guys don't know um, what a grand opening is, um, it's just when a Chick-fil-A finally gets to open up. So yeah. before this one opened up, I had the opportunity to go to a different grand opening and serve there as a trainer. So as a trainer, I'm obviously training their team members, but technically I work for corporate, so I don't actually work there. Um, but I do get to train their team members, and then I get to leave, and you make bank. Doing oh yeah, it. Brett wants it's, to go on grand. It's opens. a great time, but um, with that, you kind of get to see like the corporate world. Like I'm working literally for corporate doing that instead of just yeah. a Chick Fil A restaurant. So with that, I got to ask a lot of good questions, especially to the bosses of me. Um, they're called the GOSs, which is brand opening supervisor. So I'm kind of like you know, how did you get into this program? Like, what really is this program all about? Um, And all of them said, yeah, we are GOSs because eventually we want to own a franchise of our own. Like, we're doing this because of that goal. 
And I'm like, do all GOSs, you know, get to own a franchise? And they say, no, like Chick-fil-A is super picky about it. But um, if you are in this program, you have a higher chance of doing it um, internally. You can also own a Chick-fil-A externally where you don't work at Chick-fil-A um, ever, like how Andy did. Um, but that's a whole different process as well. So there's technically two ways. But That's um, interesting. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like if you guys ever decided to change your mm. path. I mean, our, our mom tried uh, getting a franchise over the summer. Mm. She actually got to like the third or fourth step, I think. And yeah, then I there's forget, a lot of steps. I lot forget steps. why, but she she actually made it pretty far considering she's never even worked there. But mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. You can get there externally or internally, but obviously, Brandon and I want to do it internally. Um, so I'm asking them all these questions and um, learning a little bit more of the ropes. So the program that GOSs are in is called LDP, which is the Leadership Development Program. Um, usually, this program will last about two years. Kind of depends. Um, but you apply to get into this program. Not everyone obviously gets in, but you apply and they say, okay, you got the job. Now you are working for us like whenever we tell you to. Oh, so you're, if on, I you're tell, on call. Mm-hmm, if we tell you to go to Texas and open a store there and you're going to serve there 12 weeks and you're working 80 hours per week, you're doing it. And <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I um, guess so. Sounds like money. Up. But again, the goal is to have a store one day. Right, so right. they're yeah, going to do this. So do they pay for your lodging if you were to go to those places? Yeah, great question. Okay. Um, they pay for your rental car. Oh, um, wow. They pay for the hotel that you stay in. Um, they obviously pay you and they pay the travel and all that. Wow. So if you're thinking about it, th- if this program is two years, you know, if you're in the program, you don't have a house. No, you don't. I mean, you, that's, that's you not don't a have bad a car. Idea. No, yeah. it's not. It's not. I mean, I'm sure the 80 hours a week sounds pretty intimidating, but if I mean, I'm sure it flies though. It has to. Yeah. Sure I mean, does. if you are willing to, you know, some people who are in the program, it's a little harder because maybe they have kids or, yeah. um, you know, they were used to already having a house before and having a car, and right. then they had to leave all of that and all of a sudden uproot their life and move and travel yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. you know, at for a whim. For something that's not guaranteed too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yes, is, not guaranteed yeah. to have a Chick-fil-A. They really, can tell you no at the end of the program. Like you got to bet stinks. on yourself, yeah. for real. That's, um, that's intimidating for sure. Yeah, so the program is super intense. And like, not to mention, opening a Chick-fil-A is like so stressful. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember the one here, but it was like so busy, crazy. I remember there was police cars out in the intersection mm-hmm. where it was it was being opened because they, they were trying to relegate traffic, mm-hmm. which is So imagine crazy. planning that like all of the time. Um, not <laughs> only do they supervise grand openings, but they can also go on assignments where a Chick-fil-A doesn't have an operator for any reason so maybe the operator retired or passed away or um you know like andy moved or relocated so they need to get corporate and then there and technically as ldp people you are corporate so you go in and you act as operator okay um, until they find like a a right. real person. And that's also hard because all of a sudden you're the boss of all these people that you don't know yeah. Yeah. and you yeah. realize that some of these systems may not be correct and yeah. you have to go in and change. So this position is like, I feel like it's very hardcore. Like, yes, it has all these great benefits. Like I love to travel. I'm like super excited for that. Um, not paying for housing, not paying <laughs> for a car, like, yeah. you know, that's like awesome. But you know, there's a lot. Yeah. There's, there's a lot, lot more into it. that than mm-hmm. just what you see on the surface. Right. Um, yeah, it's a lot. And you do that for um, probably a minimum of two years. Oh, wow. So it could be more. Right. So oh. then you get to the two-year mark. You're at the end of this rigorous program. What are the final steps 
um, that lead up to that $10,000 investment into the restaurant. Because so, I find it funny how social media accounts that promote like how to become a millionaire overnight, they'll just promote the $10,000 mm-hmm. and just leave out all that other other stuff because mm-hmm. you don't want to hear that it actually takes work. But what leads up to that? Yeah, the that 10,000 quick quick rich thing. Yeah, yeah. Right, rich. Yeah. Right. So, um yes, you have to have 10,000, but you also have to have um about 6 months of living expenses saved so okay. they know that you are diligent um with your money. So they know you're not a bum. Yeah, mm-hmm. So what is that just a little off topic. What does that look like? Yeah, Six how do they measure of, that? Yeah, like what what kind metric? of like how you live. Everyone kind of lives a little different. I feel like um so yeah. If you, uh, you know, are planning to get a $500,000 home and what Mm -hmm. is the monthly rent of that for six months? Um, Plus, if you have kids, how much do they cost? Um, You know what I mean? So it's going to look different. It's going to look different for me and Brayden as just two people rather than maybe somebody who's in the program who has a wife and three kids. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And a dog. And they've had a home before. (laughs) Yeah, so they take living expenses into account. Mm -hmm. Um, What else do they look at before they say, okay, Becca, $10,000 and it's yours? Um, All of the work that you put in during LDP. Um, Yes, they're just, okay, Becca, positive attitude. They interview you the whole time. Oh, wow. And that whole time you're applying for stores. It kind of sounds like a reality show almost. Honestly, it would be great. Show. <laughs> so when you're in the LDP, when you're being interviewed all the time, is it like a weekly thing? Is it a daily thing? How does that work? I don't think it is weekly or daily. Okay. Um, I'm actually not 100% sure since we are not in the program yet. Okay. okay. Um, but I know that you are able to pull up like a map where the dots are of Chick-fil-A's that are opening up possibly mm-hmm. or that you can own. And so if you click on that and apply for it, then they obviously will interview you then. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, another funny thing that I think we were talking about earlier about um, getting to pick where you have a store you can't pick. Chick-fil-A actually picks the location and then they're like, hey, we're building one right here. Um, who wants to own it? <laughs> it's like up for grabs. It's like, it's like a do- yeah, it's yeah. like dog pile. Yeah, yeah, literally it is. That's funny. <laughs> so if you, at the, at the end of this program, you get that $10,000 investment, ideally, where would you want to say, okay, Becca, this is where it's going to be. Like where would, if you could pick any spot in the United States to open up a Chick-fil-A. And why? Yeah, where and why? Because I'm actually interested to hear this because you're from Omaha. Mm-hmm. You now live in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, where would you want to stay in New York? Would you want to go back to Omaha? Would you want to open one in like Florida? Like, where would you want to go? As of right now, I would say somewhere in the Midwest. Midwest, okay. Um, I wouldn't say you know Nebraska because I know, um, the market there. Like, there's already six Chick Fil A's there. They're kind of like they they're at their spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be probably best if we had like a new market where yeah, you would like be here. busy. Yeah, that's what right. I'm thinking. Right. Like, I'm used to the busy, so I would love to have a new market new chick-fil-a but obviously Mm -hmm. you don't get to pick and choose what you get um i feel like though when you're if you're a corporate person and you're picking a new spot to open it you're looking at strategically where the most business could come from Mm -hmm. so naturally they're probably going to try and find you the busiest spot Mm -hmm. so i feel like they're they're probably working to your advantage as well i would have to yeah another thing about that is um for operator wise they pick they want to pick operators who are connected in the community because again chick-fil-a is like a very community-based restaurant. Right, right, right. Um, that's why Andy came here because he literally graduated out of East Aurora High mm-hmm. School. Um, you know, he knows the community, His all his family's here. And they were like, this man is perfect to be yeah. in this spot right here, yeah. right in the middle of the community. The great owner he is. 
Yes. Mm -hmm. So hopefully somewhere in the Midwest where we have real connections, but you never know that can change in LDP too. We can fall in love with a certain area that we get um, located to and we're like, man, this area is great and they love us and who knows really that could happen. Okay. So let's say it's 10 years down the line. All right. You got your Chick-fil-A wherever you want to open it. Let's say you did positive mindset. Yes. You got your Chick-fil-A life is good. What does life look like after that? So you got, Mm. you work towards your Chick-fil-A, you got your Chick-fil-A, you and Brayden are still happily married. You got your own (laughs) spot. You got not even a rental car anymore. You got your own car. (laughs) Yeah. Um, what does life look like? What do you want to do after that? I mean, work wise, travel, like anything, what does it look like post opening your own Chick-fil-A? Great question. Um, to me, ideally, um, you know, obviously starting like a family would be great, especially in the position that we would be in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like financially. So, yes, yeah. that would be great. Um, that, and I just want to be involved in the business, but not so much so that I am in a position. So yeah. I know that kind of sounds like a little sad, but it's not really, I want to be like when they see me like the owner's wife, I'm that support. I can hop in a position and help them out. I can, you know, encourage them. I can make team member appreciation events. Yeah. Um, you know, just like that fun person that they see bringing random cookies and donuts sometimes. Like, I don't know. (laughs) You're basically Andy. (laughs) Yes. I, I don't want to be a director. I don't want to be a manager. I don't want to be any of that because we will have people for that. I will have people that can write people up. I don't want to be that anymore. I want to be the owner's wife Yeah, that supports the team that they yeah. can come to at any moment. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of like my goal. So obviously with that, I wouldn't be working daily in the business because again, like I said, family comes first. So yeah. would you want to travel? Um, with all the traveling that we had done in the last two years, probably not. <laughs> you I'm, like, I'm guessing we're going to settle down and settle down. You're, <laughs> like, you're all traveled we're out. <laughs> never never going to leave your house. <laughs> yeah. So um, probably not if I had to say so. But that's the ideal goal. I would love wow. I would love that in the next 10 years. So That's cool. Well, kind of on the flip here, how would you go about if you wanted to get out of the franchise? If you had been in it for a while, you've been doing well with it, and you're at a point in your life where maybe you're financially set or you just want to do something else, how would you go about leaving the franchise? You just let them know you are you would like to retire. But honestly, that's almost non-existent. It's really like, rare. Yes. Like okay. owners will go to the grave being owners. And really? yep. That's and awesome. somebody will, because awesome. that is such a great spot to be in. Like, yes, you own a franchise, but it's a franchise worthy to be owned. Like you're proud to say, I own this. Yeah. Cause you work so hard for that. Yeah. Yes. You work so hard you for your whole so life. Hard I, mean, I wouldn't want to give it up either. For right. A, I would want to leave. Can you leave it to anybody or no? No, they have to pick it. But oh. I hear of like stores, you know, giving it to like the son who applied and stuff because again, community based, right. it's the same yeah. family. But you can't Makes pick. Sense. But he would that son would still have to go through the LDP and all that stuff, correct? Um, yes, if it's yeah. internal. Um, yeah, if so it's internal. You mentioned how there's an internal way and an external way. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess maybe briefly explain what the external way looks like. And also, I'm just curious to know: is it easier to get in internally or is it externally, or is it just it's a fair chance either way? I feel like it would be kind of fair both ways, honestly. Um, but Chick Fil A, I heard looks for people externally only because they love to get kind of outsiders. Yeah, precisely. Outside views on how to own a business. So Andy, you guys know, came from the army. 
So he puts his army spin on Chick Fil A leadership yeah. and Chick Fil A style. He's singing army songs back in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, literally, <laughs> that was and fun. he yeah. he makes it so like our leadership there is like very strict, very army. Whereas maybe somebody who came in from in- internally is very like very Chick Fil A ish. Yeah, um, like, by the book. Yeah. Yes. Right. So yeah. um, Chick Fil A loves to get external people just to see how they would do it. Maybe what would their functions be? Because they're always looking to better themselves grow um but yet still keep that chick-fil-a you know homey vibe yeah, i guess you can say sense. so how how would you get in externally like what are, what are the credentials you need to meet andy would know this more than me because obviously he went through that program or did that yeah we can um, always save it for andy yeah but all i can let you know is it's a ton of interviews what andy told me is he applied on his cell phone one day when he was like, I want to work for a place that, you know, supports veterans like myself (laughs) that has a respectable name. So Chick-fil-A. And he literally just applied from his phone and they actually contacted him back. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then he was like, oh man, maybe I have a chance. And then it wasn't even till like probably a year and a half later that he actually saw his chance actually become something. (laughs) So it's just a lot of interviews. I know that they made him pay for a ticket to come to Atlanta to get an interview. And then they're like, okay, awesome. You did great. And then later they pay for your ticket to come to Atlanta again. Yeah. So it's like, why are you it's doing so many interviews? But it's worth it. It's it worth I guess it's probably sure. to weed out the people who are serious about it That's and who correct. are not. But right. um, I guess a uh, final question here as we wrap up. Um, there's a lot of people who might be in your shoes who think, oh, I should probably go to college and I got to do this, that, and the other thing. And obviously you didn't. You're pursuing a path to your own. Um, if you can just give one piece of advice to anybody who might be in your shoes, uh, to anybody who might be considering a different path other than college, what would you tell people? I guess my advice would be, you know, if you are uh, in a financially, you know, good spot to go to college, then definitely go. And um, if you want to go to college for an end goal, then definitely go. But if you are in a spot where you're kind of, you know, iffy on it, Mm -hmm. you are going to be spending a lot of money just to be iffy on something where our generation right now is you know, there's so many ways to make money, so many ways to make money, especially in our time. So my advice is if you have a dream, follow that dream. And if (laughs) you got one shot, I'm just holding rock, make it happen. (laughs) Yes. Make it happen. And if it doesn't happen, try, try again, like get up and do it again or find something else. Cause you have a lot of time. It doesn't, Mm -hmm. you don't have to do it in your twenties. You don't have to do it in your thirties. Um, just go for it. Just go for it. And I mean, if you think about it this way, if, if you might fear that people are going to you know, criticize you for your decision of not going to college, you can always think of it this way, that they didn't, they don't build statues of critics. Mm. They build statues of people who went for it. So yeah. with, All right. with that in mind, do what that, you want. I think that's a pretty good place to wrap this one up. I would have to I agree. Top yeah. that. Um, <laughs> as always, we really, 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 really... <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in today. It means the world. It seriously does. Um, I don't know if we mentioned it in the beginning, but we do still have that Google survey out. The link is in our bio on Instagram. If you don't have it, you could always shoot us a DM. We will get that to you. No problem. As always, we really thank you for tuning in. This isn't just our path. This is yours too. Thank you. Thank you.